0: is the year. This is the year of getting it together and doing what you do best, hustling, taking care of business and taking care of your community. Join us for JMT Media's podcast, where we interview everyone from the community to small businesses to elected officials who are changing policy that matters for our community. Everyone, welcome to this fantastic Monday morning. It is April 20th. I'm Jacqueline Tacarante, and you are here for the Community Corner every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Today's segment is particularly of significance and importance to me because after six weeks, I actually had my very first emotional breakdown. I, I succumbed to the cry. That's what I'm calling it the cry. Um, and I reached out to two amazing folks to have them on the show because I think, you know, we've been talking about small businesses, we've been talking about community food resources, uh, PPE, masks, everything that we need, and some of the things that we don't even talk about, and even myself. Um, So it's really about mental health and services that are provided and available on the North Shore. So this morning, I have our amazing New York State Assembly member, Charles Fall. He's here with us. Good morning, Charles.
1: Good morning. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. Let everybody know who that beautiful baby girl
1: is. This is Nyla, our second child, who... Just had her breakfast and now she wants to hang out with Daddy. Hey. I come to work with Daddy virtually. That's right,
0: that's right. Um, yes. Well, first I want to tell you from the bottom of my heart and my household, thank you so much for taking the time. You've been really spearheading a lot of information on the North Shore even before the virus hits. Um, really helping folks with communities of color i'm a minority women business owner you've been helping out a lot of small businesses and community organizers so uh, for the folks at home can you talk a little bit about your role um in the assembly and what's been going on
1: yeah no absolutely um just during during this crisis or just um in, uh, general?
0: just in general so so, folks from home, because we have people watching from New Zealand all the way to Texas, to New York, um, just so they know who you are and how wonderful you are.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, th- thank you. Thank you. Um, and I'm sorry for you know what you were going through, as you mentioned earlier on. You know, I hope things are definitely getting better. and improving. Yeah. I know it's a diff- definitely a difficult and different time for, for many of us. You know, like, but like my main role in the assembly is obviously as a lawmaker, There's 150 assembly members. There are um, uh, for each assembly member, we represent about 130,000 people throughout the state of New York. And, you know, our main responsibility is um, I feel like to deliver for the public, you know, and the public brings something to our attention. It's our responsibility to see um, what the current law statutes are. And how do we adjust it, you know? And it just doesn't end there, um, because you know th- there may be um, some folks out there that, you know, if you represent the state level, you're dealing with city or federal issue, you may say, "Hey, go deal with that um, person on that level," you know. In our in our office, uh, we don't roll like that. We kind of take every uh, um, inquiry and help out anybody that that reaches out, you know. Because I feel like once you start punting things, that's kind of where um, things could get lost in translation. So uh, you know, constituent services is like are really um most important you know yeah. aspect of the job that we do making sure people are heard um and um and they at least know the information right because you know the, folks aren't going to be always be happy with uh, uh, the information um that they may get because they may not be satisfied yeah. with the answer but the the least we do we could do is uh be transparent and make sure folks are aware of the, the, the resources and information that's out there
0: Absolutely. You know, speaking of resources, your office has been extremely helpful and influential with the North Shore, with businesses. Um, recently, the Staten Island Advance um, did an amazing story about the urgent care facility. Can you talk to folks at home about what happened and how you really took care of business along with the rest of the other elected officials to make sure that this facility was reopened?
1: Gotcha. So I got word from a constituent of mine that um, the urgent care closed and, um, and, you know, we have these daily calls um, between all the elected officials on Staten Island, um, which has been led um, by the borough president who's done a, a phenomenal job. And oh, he's all my colleagues have done A really good job, you know, and, um, and you know, I brought it up on a call. And then we all agreed that it would be i guess best to um put a letter together and um and everybody would sign on to the, the president of city md mm-hmm. um obviously when we are in a um period of crisis the last thing any community needs is an urgent care center that's closed yeah. um and of course we weren't uh, thrilled about it so we penned a letter to the president um and then uh, i think a day later I spoke to the president personally and expressed um, the frustration that the um, community has raised as a result of this, because, you know, it goes back to a notion that, here we go again, stand Island's the Forgotten Borough. We don't already have a public hospital. Um, you know, a lot of people that don't have symptoms related to COVID, um, you know, that don't want to go to the hospital rely on these urgent cares or these community yeah. health centers, you know. And so, you know, that, that that was the case that we were trying to make. And, um, and, you know, fortunately, today, actually, the the city MD opened at 8 a.m. on on 812 Forest Avenue. Yeah. Uh, As a result of um, all the stuff that happened, I actually uh, introduced uh, legislation um, that would um, require any uh, urgent care um, facility um, or community health center during a state of an emergency. They they would have to um, uh, seek approval before shutting down or repurposing resources. Because we don't want this happening anywhere else in our communities, anywhere else in the state. Um, Because again, there's a reason why these urgent care facilities are opening in a community, right? Because they are urgently needing care, care, right? So it doesn't make sense when they close in the time of crisis, you know. So, um,
0: yeah. So let me just make sure I'm understanding this. You, (laughs) you along with Burl President not only took care of Staten Island, but you made sure that this was across the board in New York State. That is phenomenal. So sorry, honey. Can
1: you just repeat the last 20 seconds? Oh,
0: sure, sure, sure. You also helped um, folks across the state, not just here on Staten Island, to make sure that the urgent care facilities are open, that people have accessibility to that.
1: Yeah, correct. Yeah. So we, we what we did is we introduced a bill, right? So when there's usually like a a very unusual situation. You ask yourself, how how come this is happening in a time of crisis when people are in need, and 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 I guess the point that we're trying to make with the bill that I introduced, um, that we're going to be working on when we get back into session, um, the, the whole purpose of that is to prevent again, like, uh, any urgent care facilities from closing down with minutes notice without getting approval from the state. You know, we just want to make sure that we're controlling. On um, that process, so this doesn't happen again. And, that's and
0: amazing. Again. I I really commend you for that. That's uh, that's amazing work. You know, um, you. Staten Island Borough President Mister Jimmy Otto, I'm kind of like loving him right now. Like the whole every time he puts something on Twitter, I'm just like, you're so funny. Like you're just a funny man. <laughs> um, can you well, talk to us? Because I know you're a business-
1: my beard like his, but it's not working out. <laughs>
0: <yet>. <laughs> my husband. My husband has a beard. Um, can you talk to folks about, uh, because I know you have to run to another you know, major conference call. Um, are there any new programs or details for North Shore residents that you want to make sure that um, we talk about on the show?
1: Yeah. So the biggest thing that we've just been emphasizing is, um, again, encouraging you know everybody during this period is, uh, to do our part. You know, we're like a team. We have to look at um, our community as a team. And in order for the team to win, you know, we gotta do our role, right? The medical professionals are gonna do their role in the hospitals. Um, the electeds are gonna do their role by advocating and connecting the dots. Um, we need the public to do their role by, you know, staying in and, um, yeah. um, and remaining socially distant. You know, that's the biggest thing. Um, Obviously we all have, many of us have kids at home and thank you. We want to make sure that um, they don't fall back in their education. So now more than ever, as parents, as guardians, you know, we have to be on top of our kids because we don't want them um, falling behind. Um, I know we have um, a number of sites throughout the district that have um, uh, food pantries or uh, areas that the Department of Education allow uh, folks to pick up food at. So, and that's all on uh, the, the Department of Education website. Yeah. Um, you know, we also are aware that uh that you know there are folks that you know could be using um or benefit from some of the mental health services that are out there. So we you know we're encouraging anybody that needs any help like that, they should be calling a 311. 311.
0: Well
1: uh, and, uh, and then of course you know we could share as much information, but you know, for you know more information, we have all that information on our website, you know, and I'm constantly as you yeah, mentioned, updating yeah. my story. And stuff like that, Um, but you know that that's really the, the biggest things we want, like I guess, the public uh, to know. No. Um, wanna, uh,
0: again, I appreciate yeah. from from my heart from my households. Thank yeah. you. Well, oh, yes, go and ahead. The
1: thing actually And I'm actually going to be getting an order of um uh, mask and gloves on um, by the end of this week. So if there are folks that need them, you know, please reach out to our office so we can coordinate and make it work. But the, the whole idea of you know getting an order is because you know because I know there's like some cities that have been having problems getting their masks from sure. the uh, uh, uh city or state for whatever reason so uh we, we bought a, yeah. a good, you know well i know gonna... really comedy but we'll definitely be able to do something so i just want to yeah
0: I, no we'll definitely post it because last week um we had joanne Garenser from eden two programs and the pride center of Staten island on and um they're certainly in need of ppe Um, face masks, gowns, et cetera. So I'll make sure that we post all that information up. Again, uh, Assemblymember Charles Wall, thank you so much for chiming in and really chatting with us. I know you're a busy man. Um, And again, we will post all the information down below in our recap. But thank you so much, Charles. You have a great one, hon.
1: Thank you too. I know. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Absolutely. All right. thanks. All right, y'all. So you heard it straight from New York State Assemblymember Charles Fall. Him and his team have been doing an excellent, excellent job. Um, They have the order coming through for additional masks and gloves. And uh, more importantly, the urgent care facility is open today. Um, So I'm really, really excited about that. Um Also, I want to introduce a, a new connection, a new friend. Um, we connected with her through the Staten Island Chamber of Commerce. And um, her name is Andrea Bregnano. She is the CEO of Therapy Connections. So Andrea, are you there? I'm here, thank you for having me. Absolutely, thank you so much for hanging out in our digital green room. Um, You know, today's Monday morning segment is really focused about accessibility and health. And um, like I mentioned early on, you know, for six weeks, I I was really holding it together, doing everything. And then Friday, it just, it hit me. I had my first cry, my first meltdown. I was just, I was really torn internally with, what was going on with small businesses, um, minority organizations, non-accessibility, and um, I allowed myself to cry, and it it has been amazing. It has been amazing. So, um, to the folks at home, can you please talk about you know your role and your company? Because I think it's really really important, especially what's going on today absolutely first i want to
2: thank you for sharing that because i think far too often we aren't comfortable (laughs) with sharing our feelings and letting people know that it's okay to not be okay right so having that moment and you yourself said You feel better now that you did So there was all this (laughs) building up for six weeks um, and you kind of let that out. And I I appreciate you sharing because I think a lot of people will even get a lot from you sharing that. Um, So what we do at Therapy Connection, we've been telehealth since the beginning (laughs) of uh, when we started the business. Uh, We started in the fall of 2019. Uh, we service people all throughout New York State, actually, a few other um, states as well. Michigan, South Carolina, Alabama. Yeah, so we've, we service a lot. I know we're here talking specifically about our own community here in Staten Island. Really fine. Yeah. <laughs> Um, But we, with that said though, we actually have over 20 clinicians licensed for New York. We know that this is a hub of a lot of what's happening with COVID. A lot is happening here, impacting our own community. Um, So we have 20 clinicians ready to go and ready to service and support people on their time. Prior to all this going on, we knew as New Yorkers, we're always go, go, go. You yourself said for the past six weeks, you've been living it. so I, I founded this basically on the basis that we never take time for ourselves, right? So if we're sitting in the rush of traffic, trying to get to an any appointment, hair salon, nail salon, <laughs> all those things, rushing to get to mental health services just wasn't always the priority for people. Um, so we we set this up so that someone can talk to a licensed clinician on their lunch break, in the evening, on the weekends, whenever works for them. And it's as if you would go see your clinician in the office, right? You're setting an appointment with a time with someone that's valuable for you. And it's your time to kind of spill out all those emotions, work through that and dedicate that time for yourself as you're on the go, go, go.
0: Yeah, you know, the, the crazy part, even for, for myself, you know, I can't speak for everyone, but just from personal experience, um, you know, I have a heart as much as I am public there's certain things that I'm private about, right? So, yeah. know, unfortunately, my husband is like my business advisor, my therapist, my, husband, yeah. my best friend, all the um, things, all the things. But it's you know, it's no fair to him that I'm I'm putting these extra things on top of him. And so, you know, some folks, including myself, it's it's kind of scary to talk to a complete random stranger about, hey, this is what I'm feeling like. This is what I'm going through. And so I'm sure that your clinicians have certain stress relievers or ways to alleviate that anxiety of like even picking up the phone. Um, you know, Charles Fall just mentioned to call 311. Um, that's even makes me even nervous because I'm like, oh, I don't know anybody over there on the <laughs> other hand. So, like, what are some things that um, your clinicians do to help alleviate some of that anxiety, so that way folks feel comfortable talking to a complete stranger? Yeah, I think one of the first things that's important is that when you're
2: calling our office, you're calling and working through if it's even something that's necessary for you, right? Like, we don't want to sit here and say like you have to go and you have to go this many times. We yeah. want to something that you want to do because at the end of the day, it's a benefit for you, right? Yeah. So I think that that's why doing it in your home office or on your couch or on your bed, wherever you're most comfortable is kind of easing some of those anxious feelings that you're having. And then just a lot of the clinicians give we say homework, but I don't like to call it homework, right? Tips and tools to take with you afterwards so that you know that you're in the best care and it's you and the therapist working together for you specifically, right? Perfect. So everyone's everyone's therapy is going to look different because your needs are different. Um, so I think building that rapport with your clinician to begin with. When we get calls, I make sure that I'm pairing with a clinician that would fit that person too. We're not just throwing to a list, you know? Yeah
0: sure sure no that makes total sense um can we talk about briefly you know this the services do y'all offer it also to youth or is it just anybody because you know in working with um youth build staten island working with other organizations across the island some you know high school students college students you know they're feeling a sense of anxiety which i mean hello we all are right but um Like, does your therapy connections deal offer services specifically also for youth? We offer youth through adulthood, and we've been seeing a lot more youth reaching out as of
2: late because this whole virtual world and virtual online learning is new for realistically all of us, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The youth take to it a little bit better sometimes because they're used to being on FaceTime or always on the phone. (laughs) Yeah, so they're a little bit more open than sometimes some of the adults, but but both really see the benefit of it. Um, okay. Yeah, we offer, we offer services to anybody that really needs them. We wanna
0: make sure this is an accessible space for people. Absolutely, and so for the folks at home, can you talk about if, if it's insurance, do they just call? Like, how does the process work? Because, I mean, as we heard Charles Wall talking about the urgent care, um, mm-hmm. you know, lots of communities of color, <clears throat> excuse me, and diversity, um, if they don't have insurance, they can go into an urgent care center, which is extremely important to why it needs to stay yeah. open. Yeah. And that he kept was able to spearhead that. But um, does therapy connections. Do you need insurance? Like, how does that work um, for folks?
2: So we we accept most major insurances. You can follow us and we continue to update the insurances that we do accept. Um, If we don't accept your insurance and you want to go through insurance, it's private pay. We've reduced our session costs. Um, They were 125, but we reduced it to 80 dollars a session. We know the hardships that everyone's going through. Um, so we've reduced that cost for private pay. And if you want a receipt for to submit directly to your insurer, we'll provide that to you
0: so oh, that you God. get that reimbursement. Yeah. Oh, um, fantastic. Yeah. Um can you let us know if there's any um tips or trips or uh, tips or tricks before we close out the segment, Um, as a stress reliever, you know, I, I think I mentioned to you when we were setting up our, our microphone check that. After six weeks, I finally went into my backyard. Like folks, if you're watching at home, I didn't even go check my mail. My husband checked <laughs> it. I was so scared because there were so many unknown variables. Um, so I finally went outside Friday and Saturday I was outside, Sunday I was outside. And I'm just thinking to myself, oh my gosh, the trees, the birds. (laughs) I'm proud of you for doing it. (laughs) Um, Um, Is there anything that you want to let folks know at home just to alleviate some of the stress, Uh, just a couple of tips or tricks?
2: Yeah, I think one of the biggest things, and you made mention to it, so that kind of is your self-care and you didn't even realize it, right? Self-care doesn't have to be face masks, bubble baths, like it doesn't have to be all those things. Sometimes it's just genuinely getting outside, even if it's sitting outside. On rainy and cold days, when you can't do that, it's important to find what those things are inside the house. All of us are working virtually now, right? We have to find spaces that this is my office. Let me get away from it. I'm not going back in there until I've had my me time. So I think that's super important and setting up kind of a schedule, um, adhering to it a little bit. I'm only going to watch the media or the news X amount of times a day i'm getting inundated with information some of it's conflicting and i don't know what to do so that is that alone could be overwhelming so making sure that you're scheduling those times to really just get the information sit with it get away from your office space that's now at home and taking self-care and redefining what that is for you you know if it's bubble baths and face masks awesome if it's getting outside awesome as well you have to find what your self-care is
0: well Andrea I really appreciate you joining us this morning you've given so many tips and tricks to the folks at home Um, Again, everyone, company is Therapy Connections. We actually connected with them through the (laughs) Chamber of Commerce. Um, So again, thank you so much for joining us. Thank Thank you for having me. Absolutely, for today's Community Corner. Um, Later on this week, on Wednesday, we have major representatives from SIEDC that will be joining us, including the first vice president, Steve Grillo, Niles French, and Jacqueline Tichetti, director of marketing communications. And on Friday, we are going to have our dear friend Doreen Cunho from the St. George Theater talking about the forever ticket. So thank you so much for everybody that tuned in. Have a wonderful, productive, and safe Monday. Talk to y'all later.